Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. Today is podcast number 20 in this current series. The current series has been a study through the book of 1 Peter, and it has been one that has encouraged this teacher's heart as I've studied and prepared to teach it. The theme of the book of 1 Peter is, as we have been studying it, we are aliens. Aliens, of course, are people that are living in a country that is not their country of citizenship. And that was the case here, as these dear ones were fleeing persecution that had originated in Rome. And they were aliens in a more important sense of the word, in that as believers, as followers of Christ, they were not yet at their permanent home, and that is heaven. And in that sense, all of us can uh, agree with, we can associate ourselves with, we can relate to this book, because we are all aliens, all of us who are Christ followers. In this book, Peter is telling them how to live through suffering. He's giving them words of encouragement. He has given them words of instruction, very specific instruction. And it's been fun going through those words and seeing what God has for all of us, again, who are aliens. Now we come to the closing words. Closing words can easily be overlooked. You know, you go through the book, you've gotten the meat of the book, and now you've got these kind of closing salutations, and and we tend to just kind of breeze through those and, and not really give them enough attention. But I want you to know that closing words in the letters that God has inspired are rich in meaning. There is some real good stuff there, and I hope to be able to point that out to you today. Uh, th- these closing words to these aliens who are suffering are words of great significance. Now, let's read them. The scripture says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 12, Through Silvanus, our faithful brother, for so I regard him, I have written to you briefly, exhorting and testifying that this is the true grace of God. Stand firm in it. She who is in Babylon, chosen together with you, sends you greetings, and so does my son Mark. Greet one another with a kiss of love. Peace be to you all who are in Christ. Now, as I read through those uh, short verses, I saw that there are four different people addressed in these words. Four different people. Each one of them are Christ followers. And I want you to know that just as they were addressed in these closing, short closing words, every Christ follower is recognized by Almighty God. All of us are important to God. God doesn't look down and see one big mass of people. He sees each one of us individually. Isn't that a good word? And, and it also points out the fact that community is an absolute necessity in the body of Christ without a doubt. We definitely need each other. And this is going to be even more apparent as we look at these four different people that are addressed in these closing words. Person number one is found in verse 12. Through Sylvanus, our faithful brother, for so I regard him, I have written to you briefly exhorting and testifying that this is the true grace of God. Stand firm in it. 
person number one is Sylvanus, also known as Silas. That word is probably more familiar to most of you, Silas. Silas was a prophet um, that was mentioned at the Council of Jerusalem. Back in Acts chapter 15, uh, There, all of the leaders of, of uh, that particular uh, time in the church had been called together to Jerusalem to address a pressing problem in the church. It was the problem of uh, how the gospel was going to be preached. In other words, what was the gospel? Was there anything that needed to be added to it? Was the law and, and aspects of the law part of the gospel? Did they have to keep it? And this was a very, very key Council and Silas happened to be there. He was mentioned uh, there in Acts chapter 15, verse, uh, verse number 22. It says, Then it seemed good to the apostles and the elders with the whole church to choose men from among them to send to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, Judas called Barabbas and Silas, leading men among the brethren, and they sent this letter by them. And so now the decision that was made had to be taken to the churches all scattered throughout uh, the area the region and they chose one of the men they chose was Silas and he was called a leading man that means that he was a man that had uh, the respect of the people he was a man that had a good testimony among the people and he was used by God and then in Acts chapter 15 verses uh, 32 and 33 the scripture says this about Silas, it says, Judas and Silas, also being prophets themselves, encouraged and strengthened the brother with a lengthy message. After they had spent time there, they were sent away from the brethren in peace to those who had sent them out. So, uh, Silas as a prophet, and and prophet in this case, just simply means one that uh, proclaimed the word of God, that spoke forth the word of God. And and here it's uh, actually backed up and illustrated in, in these verses. Verses I just read. He gave a lengthy message, encouraging and strengthening the church. And so that's the kind of man that, that Silas was. He was a man that partnered with Paul after Paul split from Barnabas. Back in Acts chapter 15, verse 40, Paul and Barnabas had been on the first missionary journey, and now they're about ready to go off on their second one. And um, Barnabas wanted to take his cousin Mark with him. And Paul said, no way. He deserted us. He left us right in the middle of our first missionary journey. There is no way. And the division was so sharp among them that they decided to part. And Barnabas took Mark with him, and Paul took Silas with him. And so Silas was a partner with Paul. He was mentioned a number of times in, in Paul's letters. And he was, uh, in all likelihood, even according to this verse here in First Peter, the one who wrote down Peter's words and then probably delivered this letter to the, to the people to whom it was written. And so, um, you know, there are people that question the language of of First uh, Peter, they say it doesn't sound like Peter. Peter was basically uh, so-called an uneducated man, and some of the language in here seems uh, like it might have been different from the way Peter would have spoken. Well, the answer to that, in all likelihood, is Peter gave the words, and then Silas wrote them down and helped to craft the way they were they were written. 
And so Silas was a man who um, he was kind of like a, a, a second, a backseat to some of these more prominent men like Peter and like Paul. But yet he was just as important and God used him. And I want you to keep that in mind because God has a plan for you as well. And he wants to use you. You may not be prominent. You may not be well known. But if you have integrity, if you have a testimony, and, and by that I mean uh, a respect, you live what you you talk, uh, then God can use you in, in, a, in a great way, even as he used Silas. And then person number two is found in verse 13, the first part of verse 13. And it's actually persons, plural. Verse 13 says, She who is in Babylon, chosen together with you, sends you greetings. There, she who is in Babylon is none other than uh, the church in Rome. Uh, it's interesting that they would put it that way, but there, there tends to be, um, um, because of the persecution that was going on there, they probably wouldn't have come right out and said Rome. And so, and that's, that's what it is. The church in Rome sends you greetings, and it says, chosen together with you. Elect together with you, some some of the uh, versions say, and and they they are the ones that are chosen by God. And we've we've gone over this particular uh, doctrine of Scripture before. I'm not going to get into it, but aren't you glad that God has, in His grace, chosen you? And this this was the chosen church of Almighty God there and together with you. So um, uh, Peter is reminding the, the writers, uh, the readers rather, of his, of his letter that, uh, that you are chosen and there's a church back here in Rome that's a part of you that, that's chosen too. And it says they send you greetings. And so the importance of mutual encouragement is just highlighted here. We've not, we cannot lose that. Person number three is found in the last part of verse 13. It says, and so does my son Mark. Here, Mark is also known as John Mark in Acts chapter 12, verse 12. Uh, he is the spiritual son of Peter. He says, so does my son Mark. Now, it's not his physical son, obviously, but his spiritual son. And he was the one who had left Paul and Barnabas that we were just talking about and caused their split, uh, found in Acts 13, 13 and Acts 15, 39. But here's the good news. He was later on recognized by Paul as useful for service. In Colossians chapter 4, verse 10, and in Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 11, Paul talked about how important and useful Mark was for his service. And the good news there is um, a, a God, even though when we make mistakes, and it was probably a mistake that, that John Mark had deserted Paul and Barnabas in the middle of their first missionary journey. A young man made a mistake, uh, made a bad choice, but God restored him and, and uh, Paul affirmed him. The one that was against him going on the second missionary journey, later on he saw forgiveness is a good thing. Uh, second chances are good things. I've needed them. And, and no doubt some of you have needed second and third chances as well. And here's something else about this Mark. He is the one that wrote the Gospel of Mark. And uh, according to church tradition, he was probably aided by Peter. Peter probably uh, filled him in on the details so that he was able to write the Gospel of Mark. Isn't that 
rich. Well, person number four is in verse 14. It says, greet one another with a kiss of love. That again is persons. It's all the aliens. They are told to greet one another. Again, emphasizing the importance of mutual encouragement. And so you've got Peter writing, encouraging them. You've got Silas aiding in the writing and blessing them. You've got the church at Rome blessing them. You've got them blessing one another, greeting one another, uh, told to encourage one another through that special greeting, that kiss of love. And then you have the final sentence in the book. Peace be to you all who are in Christ. What a great close. Uh, we have peace through Christ, through what He did. There is, we are no longer enemies with God. We have peace with the Father. We have peace in Christ. We have peace and security knowing that we are in Christ Jesus. We can live on a day-to-day basis, even in the midst of suffering, as these aliens were doing. We can have inner peace, and it's all about inner peace. We strive for outer peace. We strive to get along with people, of course. But when people hate us and even despise us, we can still have peace in Christ. What a great word of encouragement. I hope that this study through the book of First Peter has blessed you and encouraged you and instructed you. I would encourage you to go back and listen, re-listen to many of these podcasts uh, through the book of First Peter. We're moving on to another study in, in the next podcast. Until then, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.